Generally Speaking About the Church, podcast episode number 71. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of About the Church. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is D.G. Hollums. We're here this week once again to basically just give a real-life, authentic, genuine approach to talking about Christianity and this thing we call the church. That almost sounded like it was prepared ahead of time. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. Almost. So anyway, DG, so I got a question. When you, yeah. ever, like you finished that, okay, can you, do you press a button to, for it to skip to like the very end of the song? No. So you like, you completely plan it to be perfect. Yeah. It's 47 seconds in length and I've gotten to the point where you I know, know exactly where it's at. I don't know how about how much Man, time I have. So if that's impressive, dude, it really <laughs> is because it sounds so seamless and you're doing it live. It's not like. That's not post-production work. You're literally yeah. doing that live. Yeah. That's it, awesome. I, it, it just goes to show that I do this way too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are lots of listeners out there that greatly appreciate what you do. So, Well, I'll tell you, we have some great listeners who have sent us a, just a ton of great feedback lately, and I'm very cool. excited about it. Um, I have <clears throat> some feedback from a gentleman by the name of Brad that I would love to uh, share uh, some thoughts that he had. In fact, uh, Brad recently became a GSPN.TV Plus member as a result of listening to the About the Church podcast. What's, what's the Plus member mean really quick? We'll get that out of the way right now. Sure. Uh, plus out of the way. We get to talk about it. It's not getting out of the way. Exactly. Plus membership is uh, something where you basically come on board and say, I really enjoy uh, the content that's being provided by GSPN.TV. But not only that. I really also enjoy the con- uh, the community that's surrounded by GSPN.TV. And uh, to support that, $10 a month helps provide what it takes for Stephanie and I to do this full-time as a career. Yeah, which is awesome. I mean, you got to pay internet costs, and but you also have to pay for meals. <laughs> yes, no <laughs> and doubt. Gas and gas and car repairs. So Yeah. And I, I would encourage everyone to join and be a Plus member, too. It's there's multiple ways, of, uh, reasons of giving. The community is the number one reason, I honestly think. But I think there's a lot of people that just love you guys. Yeah. Honestly. That if, if you go to gspn.tv slash plus, there are a lot of testimonials out there. Oh, yeah. That's and, right, that's right. and people, you can listen to that just to kind of get a feel of what some other people are getting out of it. Yeah. Um, in fact, if you don't mind, I'll play one of them just real quickly here. Oh, cool. So awesome. let me just uh, find gspn.tv slash plus. And I'll choose just one. And we're, just, we're just doing our sponsors up front today. That's cool. There we go. Here is um, do, 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 Jenny H. from Rochester, New York. Oh, cool. Hi, my name is Jenny, and I'm from Rochester, New York. I'm a mother of a young son, and I work full-time, and I spend a lot of time listening to GSPN podcasts. I started listening because I was into Lost, and I was looking for Lost podcasts. <laughs> and I can't believe what I found in GSPN in just the the inspiration and sense of community that I feel by listening to their podcast. I really feel connected to Cliff and Stephanie and it's really important to me and I, I think it's changing my life. It's inspiring me to live better and I'm just so thankful for all that they do and that's why I'm a Plus member and I'm really proud of that fact. And so that's just one of several cool. testimonials there. So, 
Yeah, our, our, our goal and our desire here with GSPN is to be obviously entertaining, educating, encouraging, and inspiring. And um, our, our main purpose, while I do believe God has called Stephanie and I to do this full time as a career and as a ministry right. um, and, and to, to share our faith in our life online, yeah. the main purpose of what we do is not to quote unquote convert people. But to inspire oh, sure. people to live a more balanced life. And one of the areas, obviously, in a balanced life that gets overlooked oftentimes is our spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it, this is definitely one critical key component that, that we definitely believe should be a part of a balanced life. And cool. Very cool stuff. Awesome. Okay. So <coughs> so anyway, just a little email conversation back and forth with a gentleman by the name of Brad. Uh, basically, just sent him an email saying, I'm so thankful that you're a GSPN Plus member. And uh, as always, I ask people if they would be willing to tell me, you know, exactly why are you a Plus member? What, what made right. you right, yeah. decide to become a Plus member? And he says, uh, listening to About the Church podcast since December, actually found it, found out about it accidentally. I was look, I was, let's see, wasn't looking for it, but, it, but I found you guys discussing things that I, ha- that have been on my mind for a while. Uh, I have been ho- I have been a homeless Christian for several years, and your discussions always resonate in some way. Having been separated from the flock, I thought I was the only one that felt or thought the many things that you discuss, and I'm very comforted to realize that I'm not alone. You guys are my church for the moment until I find a home. I felt you were worth supporting, and I congratulate you on your courage to do this full time. My hope I hope my support helps a little, especially nowadays. And of course, mm-hmm. I explained to him his support is absolutely huge, sure. and uh, we have had some ongoing conversation. Another thing he says, um, he says, "I'm glad I could help and could have a hand in helping you reach your goal, which of course is 500 plus members." And he says, "I just listened to the latest about uh, almost daily devotional about life being short." Talk about timely. I've been dealing with health issues on and off for the last couple of years, and on again now. Uh, and these issues have forced me to face my mortality and to feel how short life is. Mm. Because of that, I've done some things in the past couple of years that I never would have done in the past. I realize that there are some things that are uh, that are important to me and that I am interested in accomplishing before I leave this life. I'm interested in starting to realize, let's see, I am starting to realize how wonderful this life can be. And I feel like I don't want to leave just yet. As with the About the Church podcast, thanks for the almost daily devotional episode. It was a blessing. I would suggest to anyone and everyone that uh, that it should be listened to upon waking every morning because it is very easy to forget about how life how short life is. Mm. And so, um, wow, very awesome stuff. And then, of course, you heard the the episode that we recorded this weekend with uh, Mark from Scotland. Yeah. And that was episode number 70. If you guys are listening to this via the podcast or even live and you have not yet gone back and listened to episode number 70, really want to encourage you to do that. Um, just yeah, an amazing story of a man who who was once an elder within the, the Jehovah's Witness Church in Scotland. Uh, in, in fact, he was uh, often asked to come and speak to other Jehovah's Witness congregations and stuff. And he and his wife ended up leaving uh, the Jehovah's Witness uh, religion all behind, which, of course, uh, caused him to lose his family as well. And uh, he has placed his faith in Christ. And he talks a little bit about um, that. And we have some discussions. And, and I won't if you haven't listened to it yet, my my favorite line or the favorite little piece of discussion in there, I asked him this question. I said, listen, 
you had stated that the Jehovah's Witness Church, one of the things that you didn't like was the fact that they claimed to be the one and true only church and that their way is the only way to understand who God is and to get to heaven. Right, right, right. And I asked him the question, so explain to me why on earth do you think it was a great idea to leave one religion who says that it is the only way, the only one true way to go to another religion Right, right. That claims to be the one, the only, way, only yeah. true way. <laughs> and his response was phenomenal. And I'm not going to tell you what that response is. You have to go back and listen to episode 70. Yeah, anyway, Brad, Brad and I, I, again, we continued our conversation. And, and DG, will you read what Brad wrote in that one? Sure. Uh, hey, Cliff, just listened to about the church number 70, which is the one we were just talking about. I came from somewhat similar circumstances, was a part of a church that was considered a cult in some ways as hardcore as uh, Jehovah's Witness. In other ways, not. I experienced a number of the same things while there and to a lesser degree in leaving. However, my leaving was difficult. My attendance decreased for a period of two to three years because of illness, so I slowly became undoctrinated. And in the meantime, the church itself changed fairly dramatically and is now considered a mainstream evangelical church. Of course, there are splinter groups still doing the old ways. <laughs> of course, there's always the corner dwellers. They're like, never, I'm never going anywhere else. Yep. I tried a handful of churches afterwards, but quite frankly, found things not completely different from the one that I left. That is speaking of both evangelical and charismatic types of churches. <clears throat> I feel strongly that a number of mainstream churches are, let's say, out of touch with where I feel church should be and what I read in the Bible. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a part of one. Uh, <laughs> and I believe in heart and mind. Uh, I'm seeing some things ring true in so-called emergent churches, but that's only reading. I'm still not attending anywhere, although I'm listening to podcasts from a local non-denominational church that are light years different from my previous experiences, and I don't mean out in left field. I could write you a lot more about how I feel about church. In fact, it's just starting out, uh, just starting with the definition of church, because I, th I think it's no longer what we should be. Church and the mainstream is now about the institution and the buildings and the traditions in itself as a community, fairly exclusive to anyone else, including other churches. Whereas when I read the Bible, church represents people, period. However, I will say this again, that through your show, I'm, I'm coming to understand that there are Christians who appear to recognize some issues with the church, are questioning the church, and some of its beliefs, practices, something you don't do in a cult-type environment, and frankly, I would say almost the same about mainstream churches, too. Once again, I have to thank you for providing an informative podcast presentation. Uh, you have already gone far beyond a good return on investment for my meager $10 a month. Brad, so, thank you so much, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks and, so much, Brad. And our thoughts and prayers are with you as as you do seek out um, an authentic church, the the one that is uh, more in line with what we do read in Scripture. And and I want to say that I have all f fullness of hope that you will find such a community of people right. that that will that will be there. Uh, yeah. You know, and and obviously, many times people ask, you know, do I need to be a part of a local church and and stuff, and and when I think local church, I'm talking, you know, a gathering of believers in the name of Christ coming together for the mutual benefit uh, benefit of one another. The benefit, the benefit. We love the benefit <coughs> and the bread. Yes. The bread the and the benefit are so good, you know, especially when they come from a small little child with just only like three or four loaves. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, to encourage and uplift one another, to spur one another on to good works, to love one another, to rebuke one another. Come on now. Come all on. Keep the it going. Other, Come on. All the many <laughs> one another's of scripture. And uh, and obviously, whenever somebody says, well, I just, you know, I think I can just be a Christian all by myself. 
I just remember the scripture says, let us not forsake the gathering of ourselves together, but do so all the more as we see the day approaching. Hey, I, uh, I, w- I want to talk about the definition of church real quick. Go right ahead. Is that cool? Because yes. that's a great segue. I actually uh, was talking, I actually got a, I got an email from someone who was at one of the conferences that I spoke at. And he asked me, he said, have you have you guys ever had to wrestle with the definition of church? And have you had to redefine that or, or had to define that uh, and things like that? And I, you know, my response to him um, was, uh, well, church, not necessarily, but we're finding that when we use the term church, especially in the West, it really does have kind of a me or my church understanding. And it's not, you know, the big C church <laughs> when people hear the term church. Right. And, uh, and I said, so, so actually more often than not, I think I've said this here before, we try to actually use kingdom instead of church because it, it helps people have a much larger understanding of it, uh, of, of this thing that Christ created called the church. And, uh, and it actually can include multiple denominations <laughs> and stuff like that. And so we try to use the term kingdom instead of church because, we want to get away from the my church and the me church kind of understanding. Right. Because uh, ultimately it's God's church. It's not our church. But anyway, uh, and I sent, a, I sent a link to him uh, from a website and the website is called um, uh, N-E-U-E ministry.com. And this, it's just a real, it's by Josh Loveless and it's a little tiny, just blur blog uh, post about what he says the definition of church is. Okay. And, um, he said, I finished our series giving my own definition of the church based on my understanding of that dream that God seemed to have in mind as I studied the epic historical narrative. I'd love to know your critique of this and how you might be able to define the variable X because he's just said church equals X. And he used, and then he had, and that was his whole, whole sermon series. But he says church equals the message of Jesus spoken and lived out by people in a way that transforms cities and cultures. And, um, and I thought it was a cool, I thought it was a, a good you know, cool definition. of what, Read that one one more time. The message of Jesus spoken and lived out by people in a way that transforms cities and cultures. I, I, I can agree with it's, that. It's cool. Based upon one word, because I, I didn't hear the word the first time, but I by people meaning plural. Right, right, right. You know, because because my, my big stickler is that it, it's people doing life together. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. You, you know, it, spoken and lived out by plural people yeah exactly that person <laughs> exactly like a person or people it's it's not right that or this right it is it is always people it is people doing life together and it's people who have differences differences of opinions difference of beliefs sure sure uh, difference of personalities oh yeah. yeah it is it is all of those things and we're living proof of that too you know yeah yeah absolutely but, but anyway so i would actually encourage our listeners to call in and leave us what you think your definition of church is it would be kind of cool to be able to uh, to find out how, you know, and, and, and I would love to be able to see if there's any differences between what you think the average Christian thinks of when they say the term church and then what you think of when you say the term church. Absolutely. The That'd phone cool. the phone number, if you want to call in and just leave a short little message of what you think uh, the church is, the phone number is area code 859-795-4067. It's a voicemail line. You can call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's no number that's going to ring here at the house or anything. Eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. One of the things that I've done recently, I, I haven't replaced the the word church with kingdom, but uh, when I say you know when I wake up in the morning and I do a Twitter message, and we're on our way to go to the worship on the weekend or the celebration, I always say you know on on my way to go celebrate with my friends at Watermark or my church family at Watermark, but I very rarely ever use the term I'm going to church now. 
Oh, yeah. Because when I say I'm going to church, in my mind, that automatically means I'm going to go hang out with the group of people who, you know, fit that definition that you just read. But I recognize that that is not what people hear when I say I, I'm on my way to head, you know, to church. Many people will read that and say, oh, well, Cliff and Stephanie are going to that building that you go to on Sunday morning with the big cross on the top of it. And everybody's all dressed up and looks nice. And you're going to sit and either do hymns or something and yeah. and all that other stuff. Yeah. Because I, I now if I were to use the phrase, I'm going to church, I could have said that I could have sent out that same tweet. Monday evening or was it Monday evening? No, it was Sunday evening. Sunday evening we went to Super Bowl in Erlanger. Oh yeah. We we uh the entire we didn't we didn't reserve the entire bottom section of it, but we had so many people show up for an event that we were cool. holding that we took up the entire bottom section of of Super Bowl, which is a bowling alley. And um I went there and that was a ton of people from from our watermark community. And I could have very easily said, "Hey, I'm on my way to go to church." Which meant I was going to hang out with the people that are from my family of uh, Christian believers, the local congregation of Watermark, and we're going to hang out together. And uh, we, you know, it, it was bowling, right? And so I was, I was, I went to church on uh, Sunday night. Cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Cool. All right. You want to read one of these other ones? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you pick any one of them there? Um, I think this was uh, Mark Grace, right? Yes. Okay. You know what? Um, I just, I need to say something. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I just got an email. Uh, For those of you who don't know, my wife and I are actually trying to really get serious about the adoption process. Yeah. And, um, and uh, it's, it's just been really heavy in my heart lately. I might actually start crying here. I don't want to, but uh, but anyway, so uh, we were, we heard all, a lot of great things about this one local uh, adoption agency and I just got the email. I sent them an email last night and I just got the email back from them saying, oh, we closed the adoption division of, <laughs> of oh, who man. we were. So anyway, I just ask uh, for you guys to, that's what, that's what I get for, for trying to do two things at one time. <laughs> were it's you not a sad email? thing though. I, yeah, I was reading email, but I, I don't think it's a sad thing. I think it's just kind of a, okay, that's just more clarification of we should go somewhere else and do something else. Right. So anyway, thanks. I just appreciate prayers for that. I just. Well, let's stop right now and I will say a quick prayer for you. I do. That'd be awesome. All right. Okay. (laughs) Father, we come before you and I just uh, thank you for DG and Tiffany and and the heart that they have for children. Um, Sometimes I'm envious of their love for children (laughs) and and their patience with children because as a father who has three children, sometimes I find myself uh, lacking some of that patience and that uh, passion for just the simplicity uh, of ju- the innocence of a child. And, and sometimes I, I neglect to see the innocence there. And all I see is uh, the, the color on the, the writing on the wall, if you will, God. Um, and, and I mean that literally, uh, mm-hmm. but Lord, I, I thank you for DG and Tiffany and, and their heart and their desire to have a child. And I just know that you have placed this in their heart. And I, I just pray that you will continue to uh, work in their hearts through this process, through this journey. I just pray that you'll be there Give them peace of mind knowing that your will will be done. And uh, Lord, if, if it comes down to it and you grant them and bless them with a child uh, of their own, I just I just pray that uh, you begin preparing that child right now uh, for the most awesome parents that child could ever be blessed to have because of the unconditional love that will be there. I, I'm just uh, very excited to, to know that, that a child will be able to be on the receiving end of that. So I say these things in faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. Do you know, do, do you actually know what the term amen means? 
Uh, and as it was said, so be it. Yeah, but it's actually used as like an exclamation mark. Right. It's kind of like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it's like a period, but ex- exclamation mark kind of thing. They didn't that's tell the me I, that in Catholic that's school. That's the way I described it. So, all right, Okay, all right. Mark Grace, thanks. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Um, you know, people always ask, you know, will you pray for me? And it's like, yeah. And then you never do. I always I, do it immediately, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'd, it's like if I, you know what? If I'm not going to write it down, if it's not going to be on my to-do list, if it's not in my calendar, <laughs> we better do this now. Yeah, get it done. <laughs> get her done. Get her done. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm not the same way. I might not actually, you know, say it out loud because it would be awkward or whatever else in the place <laughs> we're at or they wouldn't like that or whatever else. But yeah, dude, I've done it right then. <laughs> okay, Mark Grace. I just noticed there was not, there was no forum at the About the Church or for the About the Church podcast. You probably don't want long-winded arguments about doctrine and to spook non-Christians from the forums. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> I really enjoyed the last couple of About the Church, especially when picking a church. Want to hear something totally different? First, I picked my church, of course, on doctrinal reasons and strong Bible teaching. Second, I moved as close to the church building as possible. I'm five to eight minutes drive away. Third, well, I'm 40 to 50 minutes away from work. Church, community, and work. My reason was that when I met the neighbors and built relationships, I can invite them along to the church building or to a small group, which is usually close by. I feel like people go in the reverse order. First, they get a job, then they buy a house, then they pick a church, and really, that's the reality of life. But for me, finding the church was just the, mo- was the most important thing, somewhere I could serve and be encouraged. Also, um, what, is also some, uh, what is also awesome is that I'm thousands of miles away and it's awesome that I have brothers and sisters in the USA taking, uh, asking the same questions I do, trying to serve and preach the gospel to seek the seekers, parentheses, the lost, uh, normal people, normal people, as <laughs> you would say, GSPN has been an awesome testimony of Christian worship, uh, how Christians live following Jesus and using podcasts to show it. You and Stephanie have been excellent examples of how to use one's gifts to edify Jesus, body, his church. The 245 plus members is a testimony of how many people feel connected and all of them know that you follow Christ. I've always loved your nickname, Cliff EOTC. Very uh, cool. And it just says, keep serving brother in love and good deeds, remembering Christ's grace. Awesome. Mark, thank you so much for that. And uh, we are very blessed to have this opportunity to to have these microphones and this equipment and yeah. and the ability to have people who listen to us, which is totally awesome. Yeah. <coughs> now... On on another subject, what what's the subject of that one? I can't of remember. This one? Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, that's Richard. University. That one came from Richard. Yeah, okay. it's Richard. We'll we'll do that one last. I, I want to share this. This is actually taking it away from just you know patting us on the back kind of stuff. But I wanted to share an email conversation that I had with my prayer partner. All right. Okay. And and uh, here is um, basically something that he wrote to his. Um, his pastor of his church. And he says, um, and, and I'll leave out the, the, the name of the pastor, but anyway, uh, he wrote and he said something along the line, but I would love your thoughts and prayers on something. I have felt God moving in my heart and life recently to give more, to love more, to be more involved. And in doing so, he has impressed upon me a notion that relationships are paramount and, in keep, and I keep hearing it reinforced. So it seems that God has put a little test in my life. It is very likely that I might have a homosexual Christian active in a small group that I am starting up. <clears throat> Thoughts and prayers, please. And so this is this is the pastor. And of course, um, the only thing I'll say is this is a pastor of a very large church, okay? And the only reason I say that is because 
whether or not, you know, some people believe that uh, you can have deep and meaningful uh, insights Relationships within a large church. within a large church yeah. and listen to what this pastor wrote to to this friend of mine. You were certainly in our prayers last night. I read this and started to write, but then decided to sleep on it and write this morning. Here are several initial thoughts. Wait, this is your email back to him? No, this is this oh. pastor from his church. Okay, this is the pastor from his church. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I want to, uh, just to okay. preface this, this friend of mine attends a church with probably, I don't know, 25,000 members. Okay. Some, I mean, I, I may be blowing that out. It, right. it, it's, it's no less than 10,000. Well, so like like Southeast Christian size, like it, outside of Louisville, like it, big. It's bigger, yeah. Six flags over Jesus. It, it is six flags over Jesus. Okay. To be to yeah. So big. Big. W- with that, but l- listen to to the 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 initial reactions and thoughts to a to somebody who's saying I'm starting up a group and it's very possible that I might have somebody who considers themselves to be a Christian and a homosexual at the same time and wants to participate in a group that I might lead to edify and encourage people to live more Christ Christ like life. Right. <clears throat> what do you what advice do you have for me as as I face, you know, this? And so here is here is the pastor's initial thoughts. Number 1, let me commend you on your response to God moving in your heart. Opening your life up and including including others is messy, but you're doing the right thing. Number 2, the more you open yourself, the less you will control other people that show up. Look at Jesus's life. He was surrounded by people who had questionable lifestyles and pursuits. It even let's see, it even marred his reputations at, at or his reputation as a friend of sinners. Uh, number three, when homosexuality is listed as a sin in Scripture, it is usually in a list. Got any liars in your group? Got any envious people? You probably you do. How will you handle them? You will love them and include them but not tolerate the sin that hurt others in the group. Number four, usually homosexuality in the Bible is connected to idolatry. I have found it helpful to not think of gay people as a category of sinners, but rather have found a particular expression of idolatry, which we all do seek idols. The idolatry is what has to be addressed. Hmm. Number five, there is a difference between someone living a lifestyle and someone who is a predator. You, you have to be sure that you know which is the case with this person. Are they in your group to troll? Uh, would you use the same ca- you would use the same caution with men trolling for chicks in the group. These are observations, not answers. but God has placed you there as a shepherd and will give you will give you the answers. I think it is really cool that you have this challenge means that God tr- God really trusts you and Satan really hates what you're doing. Not ever, not ever a comfortable, not ever a comfortable, but always a kingdom position to be in. I'll keep praying. Let me know how it goes. Mm. That, yeah. I, that, my friend, is some wisdom and some advice that I just think is awesome and honorable coming from the pastor of a, a very yeah. large church to just one individual who for a while just showed up here and there and, and has recently come back and said, I, I'm interested in getting involved in yeah. this thing. Well, you know, and, and when I lived in Santa Fe, we had several homosexuals that would attend worship at our church along with Wiccans and a few other people. <clears throat> Cause that's just Santa Fe. Um, but sadly I was a part of a church that, um, you know, they just, they would tolerate their presence, but they would just, they wouldn't, they would not love them. 
Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, it's really sad. And I and I got into several uh, heated discussions, <laughs> discussions in quote marks, uh, you know, with those people. Like like a perfect example. Yesterday, I had a meeting uh, with um, the conference evangelism team for the United Methodist Church in um, in the in the Kentucky conference. And um, one guy was there, a much older gentleman. He's um, he's known for doing revivals and stuff like that. So he's a, an evangelist in the t- very typical sense in the traditional church, which basically means he goes around and does a bunch of revivals for a bunch of churches um, and does a lot of prison ministry work. But anyway, he said he was speaking at a church in South Florida, which is known for a pretty larger uh, homosexual population. And, um, and he was saying that he drove past a church and there was one church that had a sign out that said, we won't judge you, please come in. And he bashed the church. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> like they're trying to deal with people that, uh, who believe that the church just wants to yell at them and, and, um, and, and, you know, they're dealing with the, and he, and he, and he did a good job of by saying, you know, one side is you know, one, one far side is wrong. The other far side is wrong. And we need to find, you know, a middle ground there. But I was just telling him, I was like, how can you speak about homosexuality? And, and I, I, I just called him on, I was like, do you have any homosexual friends? And he said, no. And I said, have you ever hung out with a homosexual or anybody who, who uh, might be, you know, part of the GBLT? And he goes, no, no. And I was like, then don't speak about it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you haven't ever put the time in to develop a relationship to even find out how to love someone. Uh, and I said, that really frustrates me. And I said, and I'll tell you the reason it frustrates me is because I've had, I've had, I had to live through that because I tell you when I was in high school and college, I was just like you. I, I you know I, I was not what I would consider would be a Christ's response to a GBLT person. And and I, and I said, but when I moved from the Bible bubble of Wilmore, Kentucky, and I mean, it is a Bible bubble, I went straight to Santa Fe, New Mexico, the first homebound visit I made as a minister. Okay, this is like, okay, I need to go to someone's house. Okay, what do I do there? You know, kind of a thing. So I walk in. It is literally a, a, a guy dying of AIDS. Literally, he, he actually passed away that week that I visited him. Super sweet guy. And we talked and, and uh, we had just a wonderful conversation and things like that. Found out that he was actually a cartoonist for uh, a paper in Santa Fe. So he's like really well known to a whole bunch of people. He's almost like, a, a, I don't know, I would call him a leader in, in the, the GBLT, but he was definitely a well known person. And, uh, and then he, while we were talking, he goes, I need to use the bathroom. And I was like, okay, go right ahead. And he goes, no, you don't understand. I can't walk by myself. I literally carried him to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I literally held him up as he used the bathroom. Okay, you want to, I mean, major stretch marks going on in my soul and in my heart and in my life at this time. And um, and and I just I I, I literally left the place crying because I was so confused. I was so yeah, like wow, Christ. I you know you you know you. <laughs> I'm so humbled right now because I was. This is not uh, th- that was you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was clearly, obviously you living in me and working through me. And, and I told the guy, I said, and from then on, I, I have a new appreciation for, for loving people and for, for really, truly trying to be the hands and feet of Christ that would literally carry a man yeah. to the bathroom and carry him back to his bed. Um, 
and and it was just it was and and and, I, and he looked at me and he had no response whatsoever. He just kind of sat there, and and the whole thing that we were talking about, we were actually talking about the unknown God passage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you know, I was trying to tell them that I really think that um, uh, was was it Peter or was it Peter or Paul that did the unknown God thing? Um, I'm sorry, I think that was Paul. Okay, I think it was Paul too. Anyway, Paul he did his homework. I mean, he really did his homework. He was quoting. Uh, from the other philosophers of the time period. I mean, he he knew who 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 he was talking to. He knew exactly what it would take for them to actually be able to listen to what he said, and he did it in a respectful manner. The very first things he said was, "Hey, I see that you guys are really spiritual people. You guys are really religious. That's awesome." I mean, he didn't start off by saying, you know, just throwing the Bible at him and yelling at him or whatever else. He really did start off by saying, "Wow, you guys have a lot of you know an amazing ability to have." this desire to know something other, you know, to know something religious and know something that's, that's spiritual. Yeah. And he worked from there, you know, and he, and he basically just said, okay. And then they actually gave him the right to be able to share his faith about, about Christ and things like that. And that's why I was trying to tell this guy was, you know, as, as the church or as Christians, are we willing to do the heavy lifting of developing relationships with people before we ever even, um, talk about and this guy was like i think we need to use the words repentance and and judgment and those are biblical terms now i wanted to say yeah the majority of the times christ said that was to the religious people (laughs) that's exactly it (laughs) you know i mean he did say it to other people too but uh but more often than not it was the religious people he said anyway i just wanted to share that i just no no that makes and and it's true i I really would you know i'm I'm glad to hear that that this senior pastor made that comment and said what he said because what that comment said to me was Hey, you, you need to learn how to love him. <laughs> right. And, and I want to encourage you and the, and the entire group to be able to learn, to know who he is, to, to get rid of the stigmatism that, you know, that is just plaguing. And it's not just homosexuality. I mean, you name it, racism and gender, you know, issues. And I mean, it's, it, it that is out there that people need to really learn how to love again so absolutely you know obviously we have many times in the past come up on the on the topic of homosexuality and and christianity and the church and 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 stuff like that and and i'm not i really don't want to go down the road for right right no no, no, we won't do it well the the thing is though is while i may not want to do that i i did recently this week two different tv shows back to back showed um had a storyline that had something to do with uh, uh, let's see it was private practice had a story where a couple had been so excited they delivered a baby and of course they're not allowed the the doctors weren't able to say if it was a boy or a girl because it was boy born with both male and female genitalia and they were talking about the fact that it has both dna dna and that you know 70 percent of the time it they go towards this side or 30% 30% right, right. of the time it could, they could lean towards, you know, male and, and the parents, it's your decision, you know, and, right. and what if we choose wrong and later they decide this and right. it's, like, it's ethics issues. I mean, that's one thing I do like about the medical shows is they do bring up a lot of ethics, it's especially of, house and, you know, anyway. I don't, I don't mind watching it to have myself brought up, on, but I hate it when it comes up in a show that I podcast about Oh yeah, because like, I don't want to come up because yeah. it doesn't matter what I say. <laughs> When right. it's a hotly debated topic, course, regardless yeah. of what I say, <laughs> I'm going to make somebody angry. Yeah, of course. And, and so I really don't like it for that. And then, um, welcome Richard in the chat room. But the other thing is it came up 
uh, on House, the TV show House this week. And it was the, this time it was a boy who, um, the, it, the, the same scenario, only the parents had chosen at birth that they would bring this child up as a boy. Right. And it turns out that, uh, you know, he's got some medical issues and they, they never clearly say, you know, well, he's definitely wants to be a girl now, but it's too late because they made some decisions back when he was a child. Uh, but they did say, you know, he, he he's playing basketball and stuff and really all he wants to do is dance, you know, and, and mm-hmm. stuff, which totally cool. But but what this has done in my mind is like, OK, it, it in both shows in both shows, they called this a freak of nature, which is. Sometimes it's a very demeaning thing, but if in 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 the literal sense of the word, that's right. what it is. It, it, it is a it is an event that is not naturally occurring. Right. So, you know, the argument for homosexuality that people have always said it's it's an orientation, something you're born with, or something like. Right. That. Sure. And when w- there are people, I guess, I mean, I, I've I've never met somebody who was who had been born with both male and female genitalia and, and had this scenario, but I know that those people were out there and, and how, how is, you know, I mean it in everything that I've seen, it is their decision, which way to go. And, and so I, I must say that I find myself even more and more clueless, the more and more I think about, the topic of homosexuality and and all of that stuff. Sure. And and the one thing that I have going for me is that you know it's not something I'm personally 100 percent responsible for making a decision for any one person out there. Oh yeah, yeah. But I just have a hard time when you know it, it's just like okay, well this is what the Bible says, and it talks about the natural giving up natural relations and having relations with another person of the same sex, and that's what it says. And so. I, I just wanted to say that even I'm even further confused on the subject and uh, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're living into the question marks. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's good. I think that's, I think it's healthy for, because whether we like it or not, and no matter, and this, and this is just my personal opinion. You can agree with me or disagree with me. And I'm fine with that. I don't care. Um, the more and more life that I live, the more and more I realize that there probably are more gray areas than I want. And that I know of, you know what right. I'm saying? And that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. And, and, but it's also, it's also a challenge to me to be able to say, am I okay with living within the gray areas and continuing to be a pupil and an apprentice uh, of Christ and, and saying, well, what do you think about this? And what, what do you think about that? And, right. And instead of just saying, oh, it's all black and white. And I know the answers in a, you yeah. know. Well, to this friend of mine who wrote that letter to his pastor, you know, my, my obvious prayers and thoughts are there because, you know, he, he is, he's living into that area and he is providing love and care for somebody who is obviously, uh, in that position. So, um, yeah. Cool. What else do we have? DG Richard just joined us in the, in the chat room. We have an email from Richard today. So, all right, let's go with that. Um, Cliff, I really enjoyed the last episode as always. I like the, as always part. Uh, I I read the following on a group that I belong to and thought it might interest you and DG quote. I'm studying with the open university. OU at the moment. I'm doing a six module course in web design. This is now the fifth module. Each module takes about three months. This module is all about the open source movement. I'm only into week two of the course. And for the first couple of weeks, the course is suddenly is setting the background for the open source movement, getting into license definitions and also the history of the major players and the entire scene. 
This involves Unix, Microsoft, IBM, Apple Sun, Red Hat, Linux, as was, um, and Linux. For those of you who know about such things, I hope you get my drift. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you're going to have to be a little <laughs> geeky to be able to understand this part. Yeah. Right, okay. However, I was struck by the similarities between the various software and hardware vendors and their success or otherwise and the churches. Or shall I say my perceived perception of the rea- of the similarities between hardware and software vendors and the church. After all the similarities could could just be in my own head. According to OU's sacred, uh, sacred Histories of Operating Systems, OS, Unix was at one time open but then became somewhat closed, and the result was a fragmentation of the Unix scene and a major loss of market share. Um, OTOH, Microsoft, adopted a closed system and has been amazingly successful, at least in terms of market share. And then, with the reemergence of Unix in the form of Linux and the open source license, I thought there were major similarities between the RCC and Microsoft and between Unix. And RCC would be the Roman Catholic Church. Right. Uh, between the Roman Catholic Church and Microsoft and between Unix uh, and the Protestant churches. And now we may have a third wave of new churches, which are, rug, uh, which are roughly similar to the, I think you meant roughly, roughly similar to the Linux model, i.e. open and sharing. Really, this is sociology and a study of organizations and how they function. And some would say that one cannot subject the Christian church to sociological analysis, but why not? Max Weber did. (laughs) And if as Christians, we want to see a major competitor to the dominant Roman Catholic church system, then perhaps the open source model has something use, has some use for us. I was also struck by the similarities in a famous paper called the the cathedral and the bazaar. And he gave the link. Awesome. Unquote. So, I like similar. how Richard said "quote" and then "unquote." Yes, it's like HTML, you know, like slash. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, Christianity and the open source movement. Mm. Cool. All I, right. Actually, uh, one of my one of my friends, Doug Pageant, who's really big in the emergent church stuff, um, he actually calls his church Wiki Church. He says we really need to start being a Wiki Church, and he actually says that. I mean, that's that's what he describes his church as. Which is it's interesting. So everybody puts in and, and the community comes together and right. Nice. Right. And everyone, you know, adds to that community and, and deletes from that community, you know, and everyone has the rights to be able to add question, and delete and question the, and stuff like that. I yeah. like that. I like that. The user generated community. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, anyway, um, yeah, so so we've we've come a long way since we started podcasting together, DG, and yeah. uh, where are we going to go from here is a good question, and it's one where we would love to have the feedback of our listeners. Definitely. Um, you know, we're always open to opportunities. Uh, we want to know what's going on, on in your mind. We would love to find out over the next couple of weeks who is listening to the show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, we, we've get, I, I get some feedback, I get some email and, and we read them almost all of it here in the podcast, mm-hmm. but I, I would love to know some individuals, you know, it was awesome to have Brad tell his story yeah. uh, and, and yeah. share, share with us, you know, how he came to find us by accident. You know, it, some people found this show as a result of watching our, or listening to our lost or heroes podcast. Yeah, but we would love to hear your story. If you wouldn't mind either sending us an email at feedback at gspn.tv or if you wouldn't mind going ahead and uh, giving us a phone call on our voicemail line, the phone number again is 859-795-4067. 
we would just love to know who you are. If you don't want to share your whole name and everything, just send us something with your first name and last initial and just tell us your story. How How is it that you came to um, find the About the Church podcast? Tell us about, you know, maybe something that has we've brought up in the past that has kind of maybe helped you understand some things or perhaps brought up further questions in your mind. Uh, you know, what kind of things are going through your mind out there? That's what we want to hear. We, we're here just on a weekly basis. We don't come with a preconceived idea of what we're going to teach you today. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. It's, that's not what we're about, and it's very much about this I mean, we community. Might, we might come up with topics or thoughts that are rolling around in our heads, but that's, yeah. and that's what helps when people are, have the same or have different thoughts rolling around their heads. And <laughs> It really is kind of a community discussion is the way I've, I've always kind of seen this. is like, hey, we're going to sit down for an hour. And we want it. We want your input. So, right. what have you been wrestling with? What's going on in your life? You know, you know, is it text? Is it you know whatever else it is? And I'd be I'd be willing to even do this next week, DG. What do you think about opening the phone lines for the first time for about the church? That'd be awesome, dude. That would be cool. So, yeah. so next week we will have the phone number pasted in. Be prepared to give us a call next week. How about that? And we'll be back to our normal time on tuesday mornings at 10 a.m yes so um, yeah. do you have anything else dg i don't i just want to tell everybody thanks so much uh for being a part of my life and in, in this community it really is a blessing to be here so thanks so much for everyone listening appreciate it very cool and folks uh we thank you once again and if you want to help uh well i'll tell you what a couple things you know i've got three more minutes before the music runs out uh, I will tell you that if you haven't heard, uh, we have some other shows. We don't often do this in About the Church. I would like to do some cross-promotion if you guys don't mind. Hmm. Uh, the Almost Daily Devotional, you can find that at almostdailydevotional.com. Uh, it's usually 10 minutes or less, uh, or maybe sometimes 12 minutes. But anyway, it, it, it's where I just open up as some kind of devotional resource, uh, whether it be a quick 10-minute uh, time alone with God or some online devotional source such as Word for Today, which my great friend Richard told me about. Um, and, and I read it and I kind of soak it in and think about it. And then what I do is I get behind a microphone and just share with share with folks either what that devotional guide said and then my response to it. Right. And cool. so that's something I do. It's almost daily, uh, hence the term uh, almost daily devotional. So you can check that out, almostdailydevotional.com. Another show that I think would be very interesting, if you like this show, uh, you may be interested in Family from the Heart, mm-hmm. and you can find that at familyfromtheheart.com. Uh, the last two or three episodes have been really good for relationships between husbands and wives or people who are planning to get married. Uh, there's one that's called Before You Get Married, Things You Ought to Know and Discuss. Cool. Uh, then we did The Five Threats to Marital Oneness. Uh, we did a... Um, whole episode on what oneness is what marriage is all about and then we just recently did a review of the movie fireproof have you seen the movie fireproof i've not no i and it's it's interesting because i've had a lot of people who did see it and i thought man it's gonna be so cheesy i don't really want to see it and a lot of people are like you know what it is a little bit cheesy but it's okay too so i might i might go find it and rent it or find somebody who owns it it if you and then just borrow it if you want to borrow it just let me know no okay and it and it is cheesy uh, the acting is cheesy. Yeah, well, but I but Kurt Cameron. Different. Just so you know, the Kurt Cameron's the only guy in the movie who's ever had any experience behind a camera before. Oh, okay. Um, the the rest of the cast members of a church who volunteered. I'll I'll play that role. Oh, okay. Seriously, cool. it, it's it's that. But uh, with that being said, it is an awesome movie and it's got a great story. I think you'll like it. Cool. Yeah. So familyfromtheheart.com dot com and. Uh, 
check out Stephanie's show. If, if you happen to know anybody out there who might possibly be interested in hearing two women and what they might have to say on a weekly basis, <laughs> this is great. Matter of fact, men love this show. I've, I've been there before. <laughs> it is a great show. In fact, the most recent episode is The Desire to Be Pursued. Oh, cool. Every man needs to hear what was said at the end of the most recent episode uh, titled uh, The Desire to Be Pursued. Cool. And uh, that's at fulltimemompodcast.com. And, of course, we want to say thank you to our anonymous sponsor who says for us to please pray for another church in our area mm-hmm. that is not our own. And if you want to become a Plus member and support this, gspn.tv slash plus. Until cool. next time, join the community. Bye, guys.